0: welcome on into the mom show today thank you for joining us hope you're having a fantastic weekend I am Lindsay Ertz uh, talking today about a topic that actually makes my stomach churn and that is child abuse thinking about the kids out there that may be dealing with a parental figure a just abuse of any kind makes me sick to my stomach I can't even think about it. But luckily, here in Utah, we have a department, division, of Child and Family Services that helps protect against child abuse. And uh, the Child Abuse and Neglect Program Administrator is with us. Her name is Trisha Reynolds. Trisha, this past month, April, was uh, Child Abuse Prevention Month. And so I know you guys are raising a lot of awareness. We're a touch late to the party, but I'm so glad you're joining me today. Our whole message today, and I think this is literally what you do in your job, is to talk about how we strengthen families. So we prevent child abuse from even happening in the first place. So talk to me about the whole theory behind that. How How does that theory, how does the theory, if we go in early and, and kind of, um, you know, intervene upstream, prevent child abuse? Yeah. So I
1: think it's really interesting to note um, that DCFS even does offer prevention services. It's something that a lot of people don't know that we work with the community long before families get referred for a call of child abuse and neglect. I actually didn't even know that my job or these programs existed while I was working in the child welfare system for many years. So one important note is just to bring awareness that um, our agency and our state really is invested in supporting families and helping families years before this even becomes on the table for a family, um, or a community member to call, um, and make a report of child abuse. We don't, we want to take that off the table for all families completely.
0: So what does it look like on the day to day for you in your job? What is something that we as a community need to be doing to kind of, um, like you say, strengthening families so that child abuse never even becomes an issue? So my whole job and everything I do is based in a framework called the protective factors.
1: And these are things that we know um, that are present in families that are strong. And so we work really hard to create programs and supports and structures for families that will increase these protective factors because we can't really Um, know if we're preventing child abuse because you can't really measure something that's not happening, but we can measure that we're supporting families by increasing these five protective factors. And um, so just to give you an example of one of the most common protective factors that we work with is social connections. We know from research for many years that families who have strong social connections and social supports are less likely to experience issues with child abuse and many other, um, you know, domestic violence, substance abuse. So any sort of social connection can decrease all of those risk factors. So we create programs and support families in improving those. Um, Just as an example, if you think about how we've all been struggling with isolation during COVID and quarantine and the pandemic, we've all been staying home and keeping ourselves isolated to stay safe. And there's just been a lot of talk about how detrimental that has been to our well-being. And so that's really the protective factors at play and a perfect illustration that I think a lot of people can understand. When our social connections are decreased, we start to struggle with other things.
0: Yeah, and I know I have heard reports of um, child abuse numbers increasing during the pandemic, which is so terrifying, because a lot of times it's the teachers in the schools that identify these cases of abuse, and are able to get your office involved or get the authorities involved um, in order to protect children. And when children weren't going to school for so long, a lot of these cases went missed.
1: Yeah, that's a really interesting um, conversation that's been happening in our state and at the national level. And the truth is that we really just don't know what child abuse has looked like during the pandemic. There are some theories that it has gone up because, like I mentioned, our social connections are down and some of our other protective factors are down. But there's also been a lot of talk that the case might not be that child abuse has increased. There's there's a theory that maybe child abuse is down because in some ways COVID has added more protection into our families. Just as an example of that, many of us have had um, two parents in the home more often over the past year than we have before. And that can be a protective factor where you have support for each other and you can tap each other out when you're stressed. Um, So yes, we definitely haven't had eyes on children as much as we have in the past, but I think it's too soon to say that we know for sure that child abuse has increased.
0: Well, I got to be honest with you, Tricia, and I don't want to minimize any of the pain that any of these families are going through. But just before this interview, I literally tapped my husband and said, you need to take these children right now because I, one, have to work and two, I need a break. And so I understand getting to that point of just like, I have to walk away. I have to walk away from the situation right now. And and I imagine that's largely where you guys come into is, is providing that parental support when parents aren't strong stressed. And that can look like any level. I mean, that can go all the way down to our social programs that we offer, you know, and that's a whole nother conversation, right? But like, this is why I just think supporting families and, and you know, the paid family leaves and the things that help parents and families function reduces stress. It's got to have an impact on child abuse as well.
1: It does. And it's funny, you actually just mentioned, at least two more protective factors from that framework I mentioned in what you were saying. And one of those is parental resilience. We know that families, parents who are more able to bounce back after hard times or have that kind of internal coping mechanism to deal with challenges that are thrown at them, those families are less likely to experience issues with child abuse and neglect. And so a lot of this prevention work is how we support parents in becoming more resilient and learning how to manage those stressful emotions. And exactly the example you just gave of saying to your husband, I I need a break. I need your help. Um, We know that parents, especially in Utah, are really sometimes nervous to ask for help. And there's a lot of shame associated with asking for help or saying, I need a break. Parenting is hard. And one thing that I really appreciated about the pandemic, as weird as this sounds, is I feel like it has just laid bare for everyone that parenting is hard. I don't think that anyone in this world would say after the last year, parenting's not that hard, you should be able to do this, just get your stuff together. No, it has really highlighted the difficult task that parents are are given and I appreciate that that awareness has come to our communities over the past year so we can kind of decrease that stigma about needing help and asking for
0: help. Yes. And I really hope businesses take note too and when they're thinking about their policies and implementing things that help their workers, your workers will be more productive if you help them with their family life instead of this kind of culture we have in America of work until you're dead and don't, you know, look like you're slacking at work and don't, you know, work like you don't have kids but have kids like you don't work kind of thing. I think we sort of have yeah. that backwards. That's so standard. Yeah, I, I hope I hope that shifts a little bit after this pandemic. Uh, Trisha Reynolds is the Child Abuse and Neglect Program Administrator with the Division of Child and Family Services. We're going to take a break. More on this topic when we come back on the Mom Show. You joined the Mom Show. Being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. We're a little late to this party, but last month was Child Abuse Prevention Month, which uh, highlights, obviously, those prevention measures we can take to reduce. The child abuse that's happening in our communities. Child abuse is something that like makes my stomach churn. I can't even like I want to go hug my children right now just even talking about this topic. Uh, and we're talking with Trisha Reynolds. She's the Child Abuse and Neglect Program Administrator with the Division of Child and Family Services here in Utah. And uh, Trisha, one of the things you mentioned to me off the air is just that so often child abuse shows up not in Broken bones and severe um, bruising, although that does happen, and let's not minimize that. But a lot of it is neglect, and I I think about my own uh, parenting perceived struggles that I have in just you know sometimes it's go play on your own. Sometimes I can't just go play, and I th- you know I I think about how how my child is internalizing that. And I probably shouldn't think about it that way. And I absolutely do my best to not neglect her in those ways, but it's so hard, especially working from home and every parent knows this struggle. And so talk to us about how, you know, child abuse and this neglect piece of it doesn't just hit one socioeconomic group, right? Right. Yeah, and Lindsay, I don't think you should beat yourself
1: up for sending your daughter out to play or worry that if you give your kids too much screen time this year that you're ruining their brains. I mean
0: All rules fair. are out the window
1: this year. All rules yep. are out the window. And it goes back to that parental resilience that we were talking about in the last segment. That's a, a piece of being able to support your own mental health. And sometimes giving your kids tablets for an hour is a form of self care and if that's what it takes to keep you to be a sane, stable mom, all rules out the window. Wait,
0: an hour or six hours? No, i just kidding.
1: (laughs) No, we've all done that. I had a four-year-old get sent home from daycare yesterday, and I had a full day planned, and he had four hours of tablet time, and it is what it is. Right. So I think the point to highlight here, it's not that things like that are neglectful or or harming your kids. It's just that I want to highlight that child abuse, you know, most families are just one difficult life circumstance away from from experiencing some real difficult challenges. Um, We'll hear stories about someone who experienced a car accident and next thing you know, there's an opiate addiction occurring in that family and that's not something that you would ever expect. And I just wanna highlight how families that experience abuse and neglect aren't outside of your community. It's not just severe broken bones or those crazy stories that you see on the news about 45 percent of the cases that uh, we investigate are due to some sort of neglect struggle with substance abuse these kind of um have pervasive challenges and i think the point is that there's so much that we can all be doing to prevent it it's not just the responsibility of child welfare investigators to solve this problem it falls to the whole community to support your neighbors and be a kind giving human and um try to offer those social connections and support your neighbors and your family with being a little bit more resilient those things all impact child abuse prevention, even if you've never thought about it in that way before.
0: Yeah, that is a really good point. So drill down on some of those prevention measures a little bit, because I know you mentioned those social connections, which is one of them where, you know, the pandemic has really highlighted how we haven't had the social connections, and that's left parents, you know, depleted and struggling. And so that's one of those protective factors. You also talk about neighbors and community members checking in on friends and family, just like you never know how smiling at a mom like I I get it I get it. it is gonna change her whole world when she's struggling in the grocery store with her children and child abuse
1: prevention
0: yeah it, that's interesting to think of it like child abuse prevention I know one time I was at the grocery store and some woman just I put a mask on my kid but no shoes because he was in a stroller and she was like no shoes huh and I was like listen lady do you know how much Wait. time it took me to get out the door this morning
1: that's so interesting. I was talking to a peer who does my same work in another state and her state had done some parent focus groups to learn more about um, where parents are struggling and what they need. And she said every single parent in every single focus group mentioned a stressful situation, just like the one you just described in a grocery store. It's so interesting that that is a common thread across states and across focus groups, we just feel so judged at the grocery store.
0: Listen, what is happening at the grocery store? Stop judging mothers
1: who just barely got to the grocery store. You're feeding your family. So we've talked about uh, social connections and parental resilience. Another one that we've kind of talked about in a roundabout way is having those um, family-friendly work policies. And that's a little bit related to concrete supports. So concrete supports are having economic security, having safe and stable housing. If you're struggling with having housing or child care or food, then it's really hard to do the the parenting that you want to do. Well,
0: it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? You need shelter and food and safety before you can do anything else.
1: Exactly. So a lot of the work we do is related to helping families with housing, food insecurity. We know has been a big issue during the pandemic. And also those family friendly work policies, those allow you to have more flexibility with your child care and free
0: up some of your your resources and your
1: mental capacity to do the caregiving that you ideally want. to do.
0: So important. Trisha Reynolds is with the Child Abuse and Neglect Program Administration. She's with the Department of Workforce Services. Trisha, I'll give you the last 30 seconds to tell me what message do you want parents to know as we talk about preventing child abuse in Utah?
1: I think i'd just like to share some community resources that are free and available to all families one is the family support centers there are 17 of these crisis nursery family support centers throughout the state so you can go to familiesupportcenter.org and you can type in your address and find your closest family support center they're spread all throughout the state and these programs are free and open to any family in the community they all have a crisis nursery, and a crisis nursery is where you can take your kids for a couple hours of respite to a safe place, and you can go to your grocery shopping, or you can go to that therapy appointment or that yoga class that you need to give yourself the break that you need. They also all offer parenting, curriculum, resources and referrals. If you're struggling with other things beyond parenting, they will help you connect. And our state also has a lot of home visiting programs where a trained parent educator will come in your home and work with you on your parenting struggles, uh, your management of your household. And so you can learn some new techniques and tricks to just support you and alleviate some of that stress we're all
0: feeling right now I can literally hear my kid crying upstairs right now so I may be joining some of these groups real fast Trisha Reynolds with the child uh, she is the child abuse and neglect program administrator with the division of child and family services Trisha thank you so much invaluable information I so appreciate your time today
1: thank you I'm so happy to share
0: and we'll be back